0: Everyone, Welcome to the Heartland Franchise Guy podcast, your insider's guide to franchises in the Heartland area. I'm Blake Martin, your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for education, resources, and advocacy for our local franchising field and for local entrepreneurs looking to learn more about the franchising field. Today we got a special guest, the fearless serial entrepreneur. Some people were born. Yeah, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit here, Alex. (laughs) Some people were born to be entrepreneurs. Some even start before they're considered a legal adult, particularly in the state of Nebraska. (laughs) This guy's done it with four different businesses that I know of before the age of 40. One of them happens to be a franchise, Fitness Machine Technicians, which is the relevance of this podcast. And it's how we got connected to begin with, isn't it? That's right. That's right. Alex Pearson, thanks for joining us today. What a professional intro. I love that. You're welcome. The timing with the music was perfect. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Blake. You're very welcome. You know, what really interests me and where I wanted to start was those four businesses. So you've got a pumpkin patch. Yep. Uh, You had landscaping service since the age of 17. Correct. Uh, You have fitness machine technicians franchise. Yep. And the DJ business. Yes. Which maybe is, is more of a hobby, but I think you make some money doing it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a, I would call that a side hustle. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah. Uh, in the pumpkin patch, to be clear, is not officially open. I don't want people going and searching for it. Oh, you know, I got the fall. address
0: up on the screen.
1: Yeah. Well, you're going to be sadly <laughs> disappointed this year. Uh, this year is kind of the build out uh, infrastructure year and, and uh, get some branding out there, but uh, proof of concept really. So that's where we're at with Makes
0: sense pumpkin patch. Okay. And before I forget, really five businesses in a way, because call it a side hustle or whatever, but you got your own podcast, The Brother Side. That's right. That's
1: right. We have yet to monetize that podcast, but that's uh, something we're looking forward to in the future. So we just finished season one and we're going to take a step back and kind of see what we can do for season two. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. Hey, thanks for
0: having me as a guest. Yeah, that was
1: awesome. You were our first guest, I believe. So thanks for coming on and starting us off on the good good foot.
0: You're very welcome.
1: <laughs>
0: so can you give me the the 60 or the two minute summary on your background?
1: Yeah, so Omaha, born and raised, um, like most of us are around here, grew up in Millard, uh, went to Millard through middle school and mom and dad decided they wanted me to have a better opportunity at sports and getting involved with the community. So they moved me out to Elkhorn, which back then was out in the sticks. Yeah. Um, That was 2002. And, you know, at first I was a little upset, um, leaving all my friends. I've never had a big transition like that. But after about six months of being there, I really adapted to the small town environment. You know, it's not UTAN by any means, but at that time, (laughs) Elkhorn was like one or two middle schools, three or four elementary schools, and one Mm -hmm. high school. So... Uh, very different look than what it is today. And then from there, um, carried on to UNO. So, stayed in Omaha and got a degree in management and marketing. I wanted to utilize those degrees towards the lawn landscape business, which we started when
0: I was 16. Tell me more about that. It was a partnership. It was a
1: partnership. It. Yeah. So actually I started mowing lawns when I was 10. A lot of kids do that for extra side cash mm-hmm. and, uh, went around knocking on some doors. Well, when I moved from Millard to Elkhorn, I lost those yards. So a buddy of mine, James, uh, said he was starting a lawn company with a friend and I said, well, if you ever want your lawns to look good, make sure you call me. And he just <laughs> laughed. He's like, Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> And I bet you three weeks later he called me and he's like, yeah, we need your help. Because his partner at the time was too involved with baseball to really help him out. Mm, yeah. So, and you know, we're talking, it was a few yards, but nobody knew what we're, neither one of us knew what we were doing. Um, but same, same concept, we went, went around, knocked on doors, people felt sorry for us. So we signed them up and then that kind of propelled us into other services because they said, you know, can you mulch our yard? Can you trim our bushes? The answer was always yes. Even if we didn't know how to do it, Mm -hmm. we learned how to. So, and then fast forward 16 years later, we're doing paver patios, water features, holiday lighting, snow removal, pretty much anything outdoors we would try to get our hands on except yeah. except
0: Dex, that that was not uh in our forte gotcha i i hung on that comment you said the answer was always yes yes i uh i don't know i'm i guess i'm kind of a yes man
1: maybe to my own fault but it's really hard for me to say no to business um but as i've gotten older and wiser i've been able to say no more often and, yeah. and no to things that don't make sense for me anymore. Gotcha. But at that time when, you know, any business was good business, the answer was always yes.
0: Well, and really the context of that question was finding a way to say yes to customers, right? Yep. If they had an additional need, it's not a no, it's a, I'll find you a solution response. Yep.
1: Yep. And that's, you know, as far as solutions go, I still kind of hold that true in my own business today. Um, it, there may be an instance where, it's a service that we don't provide but mm-hmm. i hate leaving customers hanging without a solution yeah that's one of my biggest pet peeves cuz i want to be the go-to guy so i'll either introduce them to somebody else that maybe can help them out and that that's the solution or maybe we'll look at implementing something new where we can provide the
0: solution right so right. yep sounds like a that sounds like a uh, a good yeah. adage to live by i hope so that's how i live by so back to the first business, which yep. which was also uh, your first sale of a business, so to speak. Yeah. What's always interested me about you, Alex, is you, know, you talk to attorneys mm-hmm. and they'll say there's two ships you never want to be on, <laughs> a sinking ship and a partnership. That's right. Because right? they've right. seen it all go wrong. Yeah. But what I observed when, when I met you and you were winding down that business or you wanted to be done with the business and your partner, James... Um, wanted to continue in it. You guys had a, a very seamless, relatively undisruptive transition there. Yep. Where you sold the business to them. We did. we did. How did you engineer that in a way that it was relatively seamless? I mean, lots of times these are knockdown, down, drag out battles where people are no longer friends. You guys are still friends.
1: We are. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I think the short answer is transparency. We were very transparent with each other throughout the process. Um, and the process started probably a year and a half before we actually signed documents. There was discussion about the possibility of both of us selling together to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of explored that route and decided that wasn't the route for us. Right. And I said, well you know, I'm, I'm ready to move on and try something else. I feel like I've done about all I can do here. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want life to kind of skip by. And this is all I ever did. You know, not to say you can't own multiple businesses and and keep that one in your portfolio, but that lawn landscape business was at a size that consumed everything of me. It Mm -hmm. it took all of my energy, all of my effort. And I knew that was going to continue to be the case for years to come. Yeah. it just, there's, there were so many variables, too many different seasons, uh, high turnover, a lot to manage. And so I said, I wonder what else I could do. And, and so I reached out to James and said, well, why don't you buy me out? And he said, we ran some numbers. Um, we got with the CPA who did a valuation on the company. Um, I would recommend that you find a CPA that specializes in that. Not all uh-huh. CPAs know how to put a valuation together. That's a great point. And then we got with our attorney and said, all right, how do we make this fair to both sides? How do we eliminate taxes as much as possible for both sides and create a win-win scenario for everybody? And really, between the CPA and the attorney, um, they pretty much had it nailed down. And we were both, okay, that seems fair. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, we're signing documents. But I will say, at the signing table with the attorney... Uh, our banker, I don't think our CPA was there, but, uh, they said, this is the most peaceful, easiest transition they've ever seen in their lives.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And our attorney, I mean, he's been practicing for probably 20
0: years. Well, congratulations on that. Yeah.
1: So, and again, the transparency was the key. Yep. Exactly. Just be honest with each other. And, you know, we weren't at a position where we were selling because one of us did something it wasn't because i was stealing money from the company or mm-hmm. he was stealing mm-hmm. money from the company if that had been the case things would have looked a lot different i'm sure yeah but everything up until that point we were happy with each other it was just my decision to move on so
0: well good advice we might have to label this one business transitions i don't know yeah. <laughs> this hey. episode so speaking of that transition and then that's really where we connected and we met because that that brings franchising into your life yep My lead off question, which might surprise you a little bit is, okay, so you had your own business that you started grassroots yourself, but then you actually transitioned into owning your own franchise. That's right. Why?
1: (laughs) Why? Why would you make this decision? Um, You know, (laughs) after starting that business from, you know, ground up, I was like, I'm in a position in my life where I have to have some structure with a wife and at that time, You know, we were talking about having our first kid Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was still getting a payout or I am still getting a payout from the previous business, but, um, I just wanted to get going quicker and the franchise Mm -hmm. provides that structure. You know, you're not creating the logo, the marketing, the branding, all that's all already done for you. They have a name, they have a system and basically it's plug and play. You get in there and you make the most of it what they have to offer mm-hmm. and you hit the ground running. So, um, I thought that was interesting, but I also thought it would be a good opportunity for me to learn from other people because from the age of 16 till now, I'd only known how to run a business by Alex and James's way, not right. somebody else's way. And so seeing, seeing it from the other side is, is opened my eyes to, you know, things we I could have done better early on and, um, so it's, I think it was a, a good move for me. You've got a
0: pretty open-minded outlook on business, i got to say. Yeah. Have I, you had mentors or do you have mentors who've made a big impact on you? Um, honestly,
1: that's one thing I've always wanted to work on because, you know, you hear all successful people have these mentors, you know, that took them from a million to 10 million or whatever. Uh, the answer to that is my parents. Um, mm. I don't really have a mentor per se. Uh, I just have kind of followed in their footsteps with their work ethic. And that's really kind of the only skill set I really think I have. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> well, I'd argue with it, that. Well, I mean, nice I Nice of you some, to be humble I, here. <laughs> I have some others, but honestly, I just know how to work really hard. And, and I'm very solution-driven and resourceful. And between those three things, um, that's really what- leads my successful business career. I and those guess.
0: traits came from mom and dad.
1: That's right. Yeah, because they came from a very poor background. Um, and I've heard their stories. And the one thing I wanted for my future family was to not ever be put in that situation again. I, I mean, one of their stories was um, during the week, they lived in Lincoln. And they were so poor, they would wait for Valentino's at 930 at night for the pizzas that didn't get picked up because those pizzas were either half price depending on the pizza or they're free. Mm -hmm. So they'd pick up those pizzas and dad said they'd always find a way to scrounge money for a six pack. And so, (laughs) but he's like, you know, we were literally, you know, scrounging and they weren't living in a cardboard box or, or to that extent, but things were very tight and I never wanted that to ever happen again. And that's always been my motivating factor. Is Like I can't let this happen to my family. So that's really what's driven me. And then from there, I mean, they've had some good success stories. They worked really hard in the corporate world and, um, now they're living kind
0: of the American dream. So it's been really cool to see. So let me try to bring that full circle a little bit. You've had a lot of great accomplishments that we've talked about. Congratulations on that. Thanks. Hands down your greatest accomplishment is the little bundle of joy, your new daughter that you That's right. mentioned before, Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. Oh, Gwen. What's the most important advice you're going to give her from a professional perspective when she's old enough to hear it? Um, speak the truth.
1: I think today a lot of people are afraid to do that because you're going to create some enemies. You're going to mm-hmm. create some friends. But, you know, everybody's so sensitive. And I think the truth needs to be told more often and people need to be more upfront. I think that's also probably maybe a fault of mine. Maybe I'm too upfront, but I think you're able to accomplish more by being honest and truthful with people mm-hmm. and not be around the bushes. And I just think
0: people will recognize that and that will help you with yeah. your career. I've always thought people might not like that all the time, but they will respect it. That's Right. That's right.
1: And, and, and there are certain circumstances where you might, you know, not bring that out. But uh, for the most part, I, I mean, it is what it is, type thing for me. So, yeah. yeah. If, if you ask for my advice and, and you are truly asking, I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. Right. So <laughs> be careful what you ask. Yeah, Alex. some people listening are like, oh. <laughs>
0: People who are really close to you are probably nodding their heads right now. Yes, (laughs) that guy. That's probably why I don't have that many friends,
1: but uh, I do want to hit on one thing real quick. Please Um, do. You know, going back to mentors, I would say, and this is not, you know, to kiss your ass or anything, but watching what you do in business.
0: Oh, geez. Here we
1: go. I wouldn't say like you're a direct mentor and that we're meeting all the time and having email conversations or phone conversations, but- just observing what you do on a daily basis or weekly basis and how you present yourself in front of people. I'm watching that. And that to me is kind of a form of mentorship. And because if you hear Blake Martin's name in the business community, everybody knows it. Everybody's familiar with it. And you don't hear anybody speak poorly of you. Everyone has nothing but high regards for you. And so I've been able to, or lucky enough to watch that over the last year and a half, two years that I've known you. So that's kinda that that would kind of be a mentor for me, would be you. So thank you for
0: the compliments. Yep. That's very kind. I'll so, pay you when you leave.
1: Yeah, thank you. Hey, that's uh <laughs> no that's, that's, that's very
0: sincere. I appreciate it. You bet. It's the truth. There you go. There you go. It's the it's truth. It's all about the truth. That'll be the title of this episode. <clears throat> the truth spoken by Alex. That's right. So the question that I got to get in here, because lots of people ask me this question when they're looking to start an entrepreneurial pursuit and they're thinking it won't be my only thing, Mm -hmm. how do you, whether it's a side hustle like the pumpkin patch or whether it's a new business like fitness machine technicians, which let's make sure that we explain what that is before we close here. How do you decide what your next gig is going to be. How do you decide what your next investment might be? Yeah. So if you
1: look at the things that I've done here, uh, I know kind of in the notes here, a lot of them appear as though they're not related, but the consistency among most of these businesses here is entertainment. And so, Hmm. you know, the DJ thing, obviously I'm entertaining a crowd, the podcasts, we create a podcast to entertain listeners the pumpkin patch is going to entertain hopefully thousands of kids throughout a lifetime. And so that's really my passion is entertainment. Now the fitness isn't entertainment, but um, it's an industry that I understand and made sense uh for me to buy into. Um, And so that's just kind of an oddball outlier, but I know enough about the industry that, um, I was I was
0: okay pulling the trigger on it. I had never thought about it that way. That is the common thread, isn't it? It yeah. is. Yeah. Yep. So let's use that as a segue. Thanks. Yeah. Tell me about fitness machine technicians. You are the franchise license holder for fitness machine technicians in Omaha and Lincoln, correct? That's right. That's right. Well, it's the state of Nebraska, but
1: most of go. what we do is between Omaha and Lincoln, a little bit in Iowa. But yeah, we are the fitness uh repair and maintenance experts. We do uh, repair, maintenance, assembly, disassembly. Uh, we are looking at the possibility of starting to sell some equipment, uh-huh. um, but we our big niche is that we service most manufacturers and brands out there. So if you have Life Fitness, Lifespan, Precore, mm-hmm. True, uh, Nordic Track, ProForm, we are certified to work on those pieces of equipment. Uh, for
0: most manufacturers. Are you doing commercial and residential? Who are the customers?
1: Commercial and residential right now, I'd say we're more heavy on residential, but we're looking to get more commercial contracts. Well,
0: I guess that's not a big surprise, right? With what we've been through with the pandemic yep. it makes sense that there's a lot more residential right now.
1: Yep, exactly. And you know, we've landed a couple of big ones recently with uh, College of St. Mary and University of Nebraska, Omaha. So those were two big wins for us, but we're always continuing to look for more commercial work. Congratulations on that.
0: Thank you. So if you've got, uh, you know, a family member who, um, uh, who you don't like that much, you want to give them a gift certificate to get their, to get their treadmill fixed. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We got gift (laughs) certificates everywhere.
0: Well, I think that brings us right to the end there. Alex, thank you so much for your time and and thanks for your honesty and your truth. Uh, It's been a pleasure talking with you as always, and really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Blake. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, that is a wrap for this episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Thanks again to our guest, Alex Pearson, serial entrepreneur and owner of Fitness Machine Technicians Franchise. This is Blake Martin saying thanks to all of you for listening to the Heartland franchise guy, and we will see you all again soon.
1: Ahoda Media Production.